0: It is Wednesday. It is March eight. This is the Big Sports Breakfast on Sky Sports Radio. A very good morning to if you are just tuning in, and the teams are out for round two. Uh, we saw Wade Graham. What do we see? What,
1: here, mate? There's a new push-up world record. Los is steaming three thousand two hundred sixty-four. But Los in an, they're an not hour. Full push-ups? They were are they?
2: They were half. They're push-ups. halves. Yeah, sixty-year-old sixty, year old 60 bro. years of age. Look, he... 50...
1: Look at that. What's that? Mate,
2: they're a third. That's called pumping yeah. the ground. That's all he's doing. <laughs> uh, he's pumping the ground. Yeah, that's not. That's not having a crack at push-ups. That's no. not a fair income push-up. Still
1: th- even though three thousand two hundred sixty-four revotes. Yeah, I, I my hat off to
2: him. He, do, he does <laughs> a really 60 good years job. Of age? But that's not doing a normal push-up. A normal push-up is down, down up, up, and yes. in control. You can't just get. <laughs>
3: A <laughs> jackhammer, you how'd can't be a
2: ha- 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 No, no, you can uh, No one wants a... someone that doing that. No, anyway. Uh, anyway. yeah.
0: Congrats, congrats, all... nah, congratulations,
1: congratulations! Sixty years of age, mate. Three thousand of those.
0: Now I wonder, was there Come any? On. Surely stopping at times and just recharging. Is he?
1: Don't know. I go for this. Normally, what I'm doing, I <laughs> go for like the the, the the downward dog, just to take a breath, right. yeah. stretch the calves out, mm. or get on the knees and collapse, and then try and get a couple more out, but. Yeah, I'm probably getting to about 40, not 3,264. Thanks for telling
2: us about your downward yeah. dog. Downward dog,
1: if in doubt. Just go into the downward dog to give your arms a bit of a rest. <laughs> it's just a bad <laughs> name, that, I reckon.
2: Downward dog? The downward dog. Do you, why? Did I do it just sounds wrong. What are you wrong. thinking? Where's your head going? <laughs> no, it just sounds wrong. Leave your dog out just of this. Th- do the downward dog. <laughs> like, are, we, are we honestly having this conversation? <laughs> yeah, it's just I just shake my head. I can't believe someone would come up with a oh, name. Yeah, I bet the downward head. dog.
0: is well, a big part of I'm sure mm. all the mm. clubs in the NRL.
2: Mm. I'm sure cookies. Get, done. A, get a different name for it. <laughs> I don't mind the downward dog.
4: <laughs> it's a bad day.
5: <laughs> Morty cookie, how are
4: you? Good. Morning guys. I don't know what the rest of the conversation was, but all I heard was if you Downward dog to give your arms a rest.
2: So. <laughs> I just I don't like the name, Cookie. The downward dog.
6: What's are, you name you, for it?
4: are you into yoga? Uh, uh, no. We've had to do some in the past, right? Oh, uh, a bit more polite and stuff like that. There's different groups, but yeah, we've done some yoga in the past. You downward dog. Yeah, there you go. See.
2: Mm. What, what else you want
1: to call it?
4: Oh, no, I just want a different name. <laughs>
2: yeah, but what? Give us give us something. Because I just laugh when I hear that name. <laughs> <laughs> what? I just just laugh, all right? Okay, okay. that's me. It's the way my brain works. Moving on. It's been one of those mornings, Cookie. Uh, Cookie, cookie.
0: do you also think that Penrith have cracks in the (laughs) windscreen?
4: That's that's a new one. That's (laughs) a new one. Um, But, um, no, I don't think so. I looked at, um, you know, I was with a couple of people on the weekend, obviously, and they'll ask me about that stuff between two boys but. That's why I reckon they've been so good the last few years. Just holding each other accountable, no matter who you are in that team, that um, they hold a high standard and hate losing. And that's that's the attitude they have on the field. So uh, it's no doubt a little glimpse into why they've been so good. Uh, lately. Yeah, Cookie you told
1: us last, I think it was last year or the year before, <laughs> when Benji Marshall had a shot at you, because you, you're, you're passed and hit him right on the chest, and uh, to me, that was a great example of, you got two experienced players, two guys that have been around for a long time with high standards, like, uh, that's how I saw the situation on the weekend, a senior player was just letting the youngster know, mate, if you want to be a part of this team, and we are the best team in the comp, that would be Louis's attitude, sure. Then, mate, you've got to be up to it. You got—I don't want to hear you're tired. Yeah, Surely so that it, it, stuff happens, Cookie, all the time from senior players.
4: It, yeah, exactly. That was in the middle of a game. Um, yeah. Obviously, the one we, Benji, were talking about, and that's—it happens a lot more in the games. So obviously, we just the cameras caught that yeah. sort of footage um, and could hear it on just after the game there. But um, you yeah, know, it happens more than we think. Um, you know, on, during the game as well.
0: Uh, Cookie twenty-seven to eighteen against the Sharks last Saturday night. Tell us what the Lachlan Ilias try did for the team, and I guess for him as well personally.
4: Uh, look, it's what um, you know. He does, he does it all the time at training. A lot, a lot of the boys do, so it's great to see that you know has gone from the training field onto the, into the game as well. And um, mate, it's just he puts himself in those positions, and during that time when we'll. Obviously, we defending our line a little bit before we'd been stripped. Um, you know, he just come of with a try-saver for us. And, and that just gives you a bit of motivation to sort of, you know, get the ball back, get out of our own end, and um, definitely inspired us, that's for sure. So, yeah, he had a, a really good game on the weekend. Um, and that's definitely one of the highlights and, and what we expect of each other uh, when those things happen. If there is a break, we want to get those, those guys in the picture and give ourselves a chance to stop it.
2: Well, what's been the biggest area of his improvement then, Cookie, for you this year? For Lockie? Lockie, yeah.
4: Yeah, uh, I thought his decision-making on the weekend was, was really good. Um, just with, you know, whether he's hitting Keon or, or uh, Campbell Graham short. So um, there were some good times there where he just read the, read the defensive line really well and made the right decisions. Just, um, in defence, he's always been great in defence. He's always been, he's a big body and he's always been pretty strong there. Um, you know, even forced a couple of errors. So he's definitely building his game really nicely and good to see that, you know, he's... Um, you know, it was a big year for him last year, um, being a rookie and a halfback. Um, yeah, I think he just picked up where he left off and he, he's continued to grow as a player, which is yeah. a good sign for him.
2: When you play against South, you're always worried about their left edge attack, but it seemed as though your right edge uh, took a far more greater responsibility on the weekend and they scored some points and it looks like you've got another really good option down that side of the field.
4: Yeah, we do. We've got some great strike there. Uh, obviously, Lockie, um, you know, talking about Keon... And stretch uh, Campbell Graham, again, uh, doing a great job. They're great uh, big bodies, uh, especially close to the line. But a lot of credit probably has to still go to the left side. Um, down the line, I've seen them, um, you know, Kennedy sort of plugging all the fullback, putting himself on Cody's side a lot, which put, gave them more numbers, which obviously meant there's, um, they're going to be short on Lockie's side. So there's going to be games like that when um, they just, you know, a bit worried about their left side because of how good it's been in the past. Uh, which is going to open up opportunities to the middle or on, on the right. So it's just about tr- for us making sure that, you know, we, we pick the right options when we're down there and uh, and execute.
0: The HIA situation, Cookie. Yesterday, Gutho described it as chaotic. Uh, how comfortable are you with the process at the moment?
4: Um, look, I, I think it's um, how they've taken it out of the players' hands a lot more is a lot better. Um, you know, if you get... More head knocks out there there's there's no doubt there could be um you know some boys not not talking about them uh, but if they've got a doctor who sees a, a big enough head head collision he uh, needs to be brought from the field um, you know just taking it out of the players hands and not not allowing them to think that they're letting their team down because uh, that's what obviously can hurt some players what that's why they want to stay on the field they don't want to think they're letting their team down mate. so I think um, independent doctor or our, or our team doctor our team doctor is very good if he sees anything um, you know the trainer comes on and sees that you know, players that have come off for a head assessment. So I just I agree. Uh, I like where like where it's heading. I like the care uh, for the players as well. Across round one, how much footy did you watch? What'd you make of it overall? Uh we played Saturday, so I tried not to watch too much before it, uh, but obviously kept up with the games I thought I thought there was a lot of really good games games of footy which I'm sure all the fans would have been happy with. Uh, especially at, you know, the Melbourne and power game watched that one which was which was entertaining and then I was, listening, I was on the way home, so I was listening on the radio to the Dolphins game, and um, I was pretty excited to get home and watch the end of it because I was just, obviously, when they were going tip-for-tat, scoring a few tries, and then they were in front. And uh, you know, I wanted to get home and watch the, you know, I guess, the historical win of the first, their, their first game. And coming away with the win, I thought it was quite exciting as a fan watching that game. So I think that was a good moment for, for the game as a whole. You know Wayne Bennett very well. Take us
2: inside what he would have done with that team to get them up. The way that he did for that game against the Roosters.
4: Yeah, I think um, I think a lot of people might have underestimated the squad that they've got up there and how hard working and how um, how good they really are. I know they missed out on some marquee players, but um, you know, especially that four pack and who they got, they've all come from quality sides um, who put the team first, and that's that's what they did on the weekend. And then those young guys can can come out and uh, show their skill and some good footy and put some points on. Uh, but he he just gets a team ready. There's he? he speaks when he needs to. He lets his coaches do most of the work, but then he's he's always um, knows the right things to say, especially around um, through the week. He'll slowly build it up. Won't be too much at the start of the week, but then come captain's running game day, um, you're ready to run out there and play, play for not only teammates, but for him as well. So he puts a lot of trust in the group and, I uh, no doubt. I reckon he um he may have even been dancing behind closed doors. I reckon up there. I reckon he would be pretty <laughs> happy with that one. How's
0: Luttrell? How fit is he heading into this match tomorrow night?
4: Yeah, no, he obviously didn't train yesterday uh, to give that that knee a bit of a rest. But he's told me yesterday that he, he was playing, so I think it was all precautionary with the with the short turnaround yesterday. We had a pretty light session anyway, so um, I'm sure he's a man of his word. He's going to run out there tomorrow with us. That'll be good. Couple of big losses in the forwards, so cookie with Jai Arrow and Tevita Totola
2: not making it um, how do you cover for those two guys?
4: Yeah I think um, obviously massive losses for us they're, they're two guys that um, do an outstanding job for us we obviously can get any of um, Junior on the weekend with that first tackle and then Jai just he just works hard and he's always um, you know effort areas are unbelievable um, how we can keep going all day and definitely can inspire a team with a good shot or, or a big run as well um, I think we can take a lot out of the Cronulla game, how we, we lost a couple of guys and the forwards had to dig deep. So this week, uh, you know, touch wood, there's, there's no injuries or anything like that. We'll seventeen get through the game and I think we'll be able to use that, um, I guess, experience from the Cronulla game of being short and having to dig in deep for each other um, will, be, um, will be good for us this week. We've got a couple of guys coming up who will play there. Obviously, um, first game in, in a while, but I think they're um, they're more than ready for it. That's one good thing about our preseason that everyone's uh, had a really good preseason, and knows their role and, and what to do. Uh,
1: Cookie, do you boys talk about uh, Wade Graham? Obviously, getting four games last night do do you boys then go to training today and talk about that and make it clear that it seems like any sort of incident like that is just going to be a heavy hit on not only the player but the club and where do you get that well how do you get that happy medium between you want you know it's obviously a tough sport you want to play hard but you know if there's if you're a centimeter off there's every chance you're going to be gone for you know two three four games this year
4: Yeah, not really as a team once we get in. Uh, Tom and myself on the way in, sort of he mentioned it to me. Um, He wasn't sure why the club sent him to judiciary um, with the risk of going to four weeks instead of just taking the three weeks. Um, So that was was about as much as the chat sort of went. Um, But, you know, they obviously saw a reason where they might have been... I don't even know what they could have downgraded it to, whether it was two or something. But, um, you know, I think that's just um, obviously the decision they made. But, um, you know, we don't really talk about... Um, anyone suspension unless it's our own, really.
0: How'd your tip go
4: last week? Oh, obviously not good. I haven't heard from anyone. <laughs> Actually, that, that normally means it goes good because yeah. don't, I don't hear all the, everyone give me give me crap for it. Yeah,
0: usually yeah. the abuse is pretty forthcoming, pretty quickly. Yeah. Isn't it?
2: Log? Especially
0: on the text line. <laughs> yeah.
4: What do you got for us today? I've got uh, Matt uh, Randwick. I've got uh, race two, number two, Fighter Town. So. Be worried about it, but a bit of good value there for
0: it. Okay, race two number two on the Kenzo at Randwick today. The Walla McDonald combination four dollars forty second elect there with tabs. So race two number two fighter town for Cookie. Go well tomorrow night, mate. Cheers, guys. Well. Uh, we're going to speak to Tilly McDonald from Giants Netball shortly. And uh, get the game you want when you want this NRL season on KO. 120 NRL games exclusive to Fox League available on KO. New to KO, start your free trial. We'll speak to Dean Bulldog Richie uh, just after 8 o'clock this morning for some more rugby league news. Brad Davidson coming up uh, soon. We've also got Xavier Cooks, the Sydney Kings star NBL MVP and soon-to-be Washington Wizard in the NBA still to come today. But uh, the Suncorp Super Netball season, it starts, well, next week. And uh, the Giants, they're playing Sunday week away in their opening game up against the Sunshine Coast Lightning. And the Giants finished third last year, but they lost the preliminary final by just a goal. Heartbreaking defeat it was to the Melbourne Vixens. Joining us now is their defender, star keeper, Uh, Tilly McDonald, Tilly, good morning to you. How are you?
3: Hi, good. How are you? Yeah,
0: really well, thanks. Great to have you on the show. And and I see you've got a very settled squad, virtually the same as last year. Uh, How's pre-season been and what are the expectations?
3: Yeah, we've got the exact same team coming in from last year. Um, We've had a bit of a, you know, up and down pre-season. We've had a few of our um, big dogs have a few injuries, but... um, you know, it's all starting to come together for next week. And, um, you know, you don't want to peak in February, as we're saying. So, um, no, we're really looking forward to the season next week.
2: Tilly, you came so close last year. What's sort of the biggest thing the group has worked on coming into this year?
3: Yeah, I think for us, um, we've really used that um, as fuel for the fire. And we we're so disappointed um, that we came so close and um, we're yet to execute. So I think for this year, our um, biggest thing has been consistency and executing in critical moments. So, yeah, we've been really chipping away at that. And, um, yeah, we've had a really um, big preseason. So hopefully that translates into um, wins.
1: Yeah, I was going to ask that, Tilly. When did your preseason kick off? How long have you guys been training your backsides off for? And you must be ready to play now.
3: Oh, we're we're burning for it. I think yeah. um, we sort of started. It's they do a staggered approach, mm. um, depending on international commitments and um, and age. So for us, we sort of kick off um, probably I'd say like November, and then yeah, we okay. we get a few weeks off over Christy, and then we're straight back into it. And um, yeah, so it's been a bit full on, but we're definitely ready to get going. Yeah.
2: Looking at some of the results in the pre-season, and in particular in the Team Mm. Girls' Cup, it looked as though you started well but then sort of faded in the back end of the games. And I know you're not at full strength and they're only sort of trial games, but is that a little bit of a concern or not?
3: Not really. I think for us, I think, like, we're definitely trying to work on consistency, but I think for us, like the fact that we're not at full strength and the fact that we've let all of our... PPs have a really good run and everything. So, you know, I think we're definitely trying to work on sealing out games and, you know, punishing opponents instead of just, you know, being happy with being up by, you know, a few goals. But, um, yeah, I think we do have that killer instinct and the ability to, you know, really get up on opponents and stay up. But, um, you know, I'd be curious to see how we go uh, you know, with our full strength team back, so I'm not too concerned about that at the moment.
0: We're speaking with Tilly McDonald from Giants Netball, and, and Tilly, as GK, as goalkeeper, who's the greatest challenge? Who's the shooter you love to oppose in the league?
3: Oh, <laughs> um, you know, the thing is, is all the goal shooters in the league are actually they're so talented, and I was saying, um, to my friends the other day, I was like, there's literally not a goal shooter that you could take easily, like, um, but I think. You know, obviously you've got the likes of Janelle Fowler and um, she's incredible. And, um, yeah, physically she's, she'd definitely be a, a great challenge. And But I think for me, like, the best challenge I get every week is up against Joey, um, our goal shooter at training. She's easily, I think she's the world's best goal shooter and, um, you know, a bit biased. But, yeah, very lucky to mm-hmm. play against her every week. Yeah, Joe Harton,
0: she's a gun, no doubt about that. And looking across the league, uh, who do you think is the team to beat?
3: Oh, I'm going to say Adelaide this year. I think they've had an incredible um, off-season and pre-season. And I think, you know, they're a team that's been together for a few years now and they haven't had the results they've been wanting for, you know, a while. And I think it's all starting to click for them. So... Um, I think it'll be a really good matchup against them this year. And,
2: and personally for you, Tilly, what's the area of the game you want to improve on?
3: I think for me, I just want to step up and um, keep getting better and better. I want to just become more elite. I think it was a really big year for me last year. And, um, you know, I think I just want to become a more of a leader in our squad. And, um, yeah, I've, I think in this preseason, I've really been working on... Um, you know, working on my goal defence game as well as my goalkeeper and I want to be flexible and, you know, be able to be put in a variety of positions just to help out our team. So, um, yeah, I think in terms of my game, I just want to keep getting um, better and better and, you know, anything to make our team win and get that cup.
0: (laughs) And naturally being a year with a World Cup, it's a season that'll have a bit of an extra edge as everyone sort of fights for places in that squad with the Diamonds.
3: Yeah, I think um, that sort of does add add an extra edge to things. But I think um, all of our girls, you know, first and foremost, Giants, and then whatever um, comes as a result of your performance in Giants land, it's a bonus. But I think for us, you know, our top priority is is Giants. And then, um, you know, you go from there after the season. But, yeah, I think we're also um, club-minded that, you know, that just sort of waits till the end of the season.
0: And, and Tilly, I see that you, you're doing a combined degree there at the University of New South Wales, law and psychology. What's sort of the dream job uh, whenever the day is that you decide to give netball away?
3: Yeah, look, I I feel like I would really love to get into the field of sports law, um, something along that, along that avenue um, and just, I suppose I'm I'm really passionate about, you know, women in sport and equality in general. So, um, yeah, I suppose anything like that I would love. And, um, yeah, I'm just sort of doing a few things that, you know, to see if I'd really enjoy that because I've got a couple of years left. But, um, yeah, I'm really excited about that.
2: I saw an internal interview with you yesterday Tilly and they said they could hear you in the car park with all the music turned up so you love your music they can hear you coming.
3: (laughs) Yeah well I I don't know I I mean you can hear me with music and just me in general I'm quite loud um (laughs) anyone who knows me but yeah I just yeah I like a little bit of a, a beat and um yeah, in general, anyone can hear me from the next room, apparently, what I
0: get told all the time. <laughs> well, hopefully the music's blasting after some Giants victories this year. Yeah. Thanks so much for your time, Tilly, and enjoy the season.
3: No worries. Thanks for having me.
0: Okay, over in the Champions League this morning, and Benfica leads Bruges 1-0. So that's 3-0 on aggregate, Benfica leading. Chelsea need a goal. It's scoreless at Stamford Bridge, half an hour gone. And they're trailing 1-0 in aggregate from the first leg there, uh, Chelsea. Uh, Now, last night in the WPL over in India, some Aussies starred as the Delhi Capitals women, 4 for 211, beat the Warriors by 42 runs. Uh, But uh, two Aussies well and truly. In fact, uh, Meg Lennon got 70. And she's the captain of the Delhi Capitals. And also... Alyssa Healy, 24. But Talia McGrath, not out 90, off 50 deliveries, uh, was superb as well. And Jess Johnson took three for 43 and was a judge player of the match because she also got 42 not out, off 20 deliveries. So uh, as you expect, the Aussies dominating over there in the WPL. Uh, Just ahead of the third test tomorrow too, the market... I just saw a, a text before, someone saying that the draw... Just lost it at the moment, but the draw, great value, and maybe this would be the road. We've had three, well, what, turners. three turners, three tests that have barely gone three days.
1: You reckon an absolute belter, belter, thousand plays a thousand.
0: This might be the one where, yeah, it's the highway.
1: Maybe, maybe
0: uh, eight dollars fifty for the draw, dollar forty eight India, three dollars sixty Australia. Well,
1: where do India sit? Around the Test Championship Yeah, at the they,
0: moment it's, did... well, it's them or Sri Lanka That'll play us in the final But they are second So Sri Lanka
1: I think they've got a couple of tests Coming up in New Zealand mm, So is that what India's thinking They still need to try and win this Test match? I, th- I think a draw might be fine Good enough. for them okay. I'd have to check that, Clarkie But okay. I think So Aussies yeah. are qualified It's just two we're playing Yeah At the Oval At the Oval When's Before that? the Ashes Just before the Ashes Yeah, okay Just before the Ashes. There's a tour game.
0: Big one. Mm. Silverware out for grabs. Cash.
1: What's What's it worth? Not sure. A couple of million? Why not? Probably. Players get any? Of course. (laughs) 27%, I think. (laughs) Playing
0: for a lot of silverware as well at the moment in the NBL because it's the grand final series, the championship series, and the biggest crowd of the season is looming for game three. Between the Kings and the New Zealand Breakers, Friday night, Kudos Bank Arena. Tickets are selling fast and start from just $25 for adults, $50 for families. And uh, very fortunate now to be joined by, well, the most valuable player in this year's NBL, Sydney Kings star, Xavier Cooks. Xavier, very good morning to you. How are you?
6: Uh, good morning, fellas. I'm doing pretty well. How are you guys doing?
0: Yeah, doing great, thanks. And congratulations not only on the MVP honours. Uh, we haven't spoken to you since then, but the NBA deal as well. But let's get business out of the way with the Kings because a corked thigh, and ankle injury there uh, in Game 2. How is your health heading into Game 3 on Friday night?
6: Um, it's, good. it's good. It's good it's going to be at this time of year. I know it's going to be a physical series. I'm going to get beat up a little bit, but it's all right. I'm fine.
1: Xavier, what did you make of the first two games? Uh, again, shows how close this competition is, shows how close the teams are, but how do you and the boys feel after the first two games?
6: Uh, well, after the first game, we weren't feeling too good at all, I'll tell you that much. But uh, after game two, the energy levels and the intensity of our team was at a different level. And um, We know we could play at that level. They really can't mess with us, but we've got to try and maintain that, that focus.
0: And how's Derek Walton Jr. as well? What's he battling, Xavier?
6: Um, I'm not exactly sure. Something to do with his low legs, but I'm not exactly sure. I know his legs are pretty heavy right now, so I'm not, I don't exactly know. How do you
2: approach um, this game, Xavier? I mean, it's a best of five. We, we understand that. But uh, is, is Chase more about concentrating on what you guys do and if you do well, you win games? Or is it all about uh, a combination of you know, knowing what the opposition are going to th- throw at you and try and stop their threats?
6: Yeah, that's the beautiful thing about this time of year. You pretty much know all the opposition's uh, their plays, their, what they're going to do in rotations, all kind of stuff like mm. that. But it just comes down to concentration, you know what I mean? Because once you're tired out there, you're heavy on your legs, your mind starts to slip a little bit, and you might miss out on a closeout, a little things like that. So it's attention to detail, and um, just having the effort and the heart at this stage of the year.
1: Xavier, is this, um, I guess, the opportunity over in America? I know, I would imagine, you'd be really focused on what's in front of you, but has it been a distraction or has it been, uh, is it exciting? Do you use it as, you know, uh, I guess something else now to really look forward to? How's it been with obviously being such an important stage in the NBL, but you've had that going on in the background as well?
6: Yeah, the timing's been awful. To be honest yeah. with. it's been awful just because of the distraction level. But I've been doing a really good job so far doing the whole play. Was, I've known for a little while now. and just yeah, okay. keep my focus, my head down, and then, really came out, what, two days ago, and it's kind of hard to ignore it now when everyone's missing you and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think it'll be a distraction. I think our team's a really focused team, and we know we've only got a week left. And Mm. there'll be time for celebrations after that for my achievement and all that kind of stuff. But right now, it's focusing on on winning two more games.
2: What does it say for the Sydney Kings organization? Because I I read somewhere this is the fifth Kings player in the last five years that's been picked up for the NBA. And not only the Kings, but also the league in general.
6: Oh, it's amazing. I mean, especially for the league about how close we are to the NBA and how much respect we have from around the league. And the Sydney Kings are a world class organization. I mean, from the day I've got here they've always talked about this being a stepping stool to get to the next stage and using the Kings to get to the NBA and I didn't see it that way. I used it as a, I was happy to be at the Sydney Kings and I'm happy to win some championships here. But they won't they weren't lying. It uses this tool to get to the NBA and mm. I think it's gonna be great for recruiting players in the in the future.
0: Xavier, can you give us an insight into sort of how it transpired and what sort of due diligence they did on you, the Washington Wizards?
6: I wish I knew all the details, to be honest with you. My agent, Daniel Moldovan, I've given him the ultimate green light to do whatever he wants to make decisions for us. But um, I really just try to stay focused on the NBL season. I know all those kind of distractions, it'll it'll affect my performance. So all I've really known is that it really, I don't know, the talk really picked up in the last couple of weeks and a deal has been done. And I got on the Zoom call with the, the GM and the head coach and all that kind of stuff the other day and just talked about Taking, taking care of business over here. And once we get over there, we'll deal with all that kind of stuff.
2: And, and, and once you've taken care of business over here, do you leave the next day? How long have they given you to 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 be over there from the time that the last game is played?
6: Um, they haven't given me a timeline yet. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it'll be a really quick turnaround. Um, I'm not sure about the exact next day, but I'm sure it'll be within the next I don't know, 72 hours of the last game. So
0: there's every chance you're playing before the end of this season? In the NBA. In, in America? Yeah. yeah. Yeah,
6: that's the game plan, yeah. <laughs> it, well, it depends. I wanted to get this series done in three, so I could be over there already. But uh, no, <laughs> New Zealand breaks. I had something different to think about that. But nah, which whenever I get over there, we'll try and get on the court and see what happens. Wow. It'll take a little while to gel with the team and learn all the plays and all that kind of stuff. Mm. But I don't think they're going to try and give me a chance.
2: And I know, and I'm sorry for bringing it up, because you want to focus on the Kings game. But have you had a pinch me moment thinking about, wow, I could be on the same court as a LeBron James?
6: Um, I would love to say no, I haven't, but there's been many nights that <laughs> I'm trying to sleep and I'm like... Wow! Like I really did it, you know. What I mean, yeah. I really done it. Did reach my dreams and be able to play with Kevin Durant, like, against Kevin Durant, look at me, all those kind of guys. So, it's hit, it's sunk in a little bit, but not fully yet.
0: Yeah. Wow. Bradley Beal, Kristaps Porzingis, Kyle Kuzma, just looking at some, yeah. this roster there at the Wizards. Pretty cool. Yeah. Real unreal. Cool. Wow. Congratulations. Just yeah, unreal. Amazing. amazing achievement for you, Xavier. But uh, uh, just on this series, I know it's the focus. I mean, how proud of you were you of your teammates, considering the adversity? with yourself and Derek Walton going off there in game two and winning on the road because it's one of the weird anomalies in your fixture this year against the Breakers. I don't think anyone's won on their home court yet.
6: I know. That's what was our motivation after game one. We were pretty down on ourselves and we're like, you know what, no one's won at home yet. So that chance to go back over there, even the series there, and shift the momentum around. But uh, no, I was just so proud of the boys. That was probably one of the most gutsy performances I've seen in a basketball court in a long time. Just down some men. It wasn't the prettiest game, but they scrapped it out from the defensive end. You know me, Justin Simons was unbelievable. quite. Uh, Jordy Hunter, Sean Bruce, so many guys stepped up in that game, and I'm so proud of everybody.
2: What this group have been able to do over the last couple of years is unite your supporter group. And they're talking about this being the biggest ever uh, crowd um, for a game of basketball here, here in Sydney. Like 17,000 people. You, you must just feed off their energy.
6: Oh, for sure. And it's tough to not feed off that kind of energy. When you walk in, you see all those lights. And I mean, that's like every basketballer's childhood dream. You know what I mean? Hitting a big shot in front of a crowd like that and the mm-hmm. crowd goes wild. You know what I mean? It's, it's really a dream. And it's a big credit to the Sydney Kings front office. They've been doing a great job over the last couple of years of building the crowd attendance up and the love for basketball in Sydney up. And it's really starting to, we're starting to reap the benefits of it. So thanks to everybody.
0: Well, Xavier, we really appreciate your time. Massive game Friday night. This is huge. One win away from the title. The winner of this one, uh, go well. And uh, if we don't speak to you between now and then, you enjoy that experience over in the states.
6: Awesome, man. I'm sure I will. Thanks, fellas. Good idea.
0: Cooks the Sydney Kings a dollar fifty eight for game three. New Zealand two dollars thirty five. So he could literally
5: find That's himself in two
0: weeks. On the on the same oh. court as Kevin Durant, yeah. LeBron. The Wizards at the moment they're thirty and thirty four uh, in the Eastern Conference, so sixty four games. So what? They've got eighteen games left. So yeah. maybe he'll get a you
2: know, a handful
1: you of He needs win win this week. Yeah. That's what he needs. Yeah. Uh, earlier the better. Win win, Q F. Get me over there.
2: But it's amazing, twenty seven years of age. <laughs> oh, to, what get an an crack, opportunity. to get a crack at the big stage. Mm. I mean
1: well, I love it for young like young boys uh, and girls as well because you've always, they've always been told you've got to go to you the go to States college, to yeah. make NBA where now we're seeing so many examples being a part of the NBL yeah. is a great stepping stone now to get a crack yeah. in the NBA.
2: So What about that with the Kings? Five in the last five years that have been in their organisation. Yeah. They've got an opportunity in the NBA. So good. It says a lot about the team and it also says a lot about the competition here in Australia and how well respected mm. that it, it must be. Not a bad salary, Bradley Beal. What's he on? Uh, He's on forty three thousand two hundred seventy nine thousand two
0: hundred fifty US dollars. That's his salary, annual salary. That's forty three million. Star player for Mm. the Wizards. Forty three million. Forty three million. Did I say thousand? I was going to say what a week. I thought a a million. Something like that. Forty three million. Forty three billion. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. US. Yeah. US. A couple of boats. Buy yourself a couple of pairs of trainers. Pay the mortgage with that loss, couldn't you? <laughs> Take the wife out for dinner every now and then, surely. I'll be doing that once, today. Once a week.
2: Oh, to you're a date night. Man. Yeah, I'll do that today. Where no, are you headed to. Well it's International Women's Day. So you can celebrate. Oh, hang on. But you it won't is...
1: celebrate Valentine's. No. You won't celebrate her birthday. You won't no. celebrate anniversary, no. but you will celebrate International Women's Day. Yes, hundred percent. Oh my god. Because
2: she, she won't Oh my she won't gosh. know what's coming. That's that's why. Well I'm you, just te- are you treating her. her? Where are you taking her? Uh, take a local Chinese. Oh, my, what a treat!
1: What a treat! We got takeaway from there on Sunday. <laughs> now we're going to eat in. <laughs> what a treat! I didn't, I didn't I what I what a spend treat! A lot of money. <laughs> what a treat! I just said I was going to take her out. You are spoiling her. <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's better it's than nothing. <laughs> it's the gesture. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! Uh, What's Brad, wrong with that?
1: No, uh, mate, I'm not one to judge. Trust me. I'm it's a all special whatever, fried rice. Whatever you do, it, I'm copying. I do what I love is
0: when. My mum had it. Is the the special china cupboard? Oh, have yes. you got one of those? Yeah, they've all
2: got that. Uh, no, we haven't. Mum had it, yeah. and Michelle's <laughs> mother had it. Yeah, and they only bought it out if someone special yeah, came yeah. around oh, to a have s- the cup of special tea. Special occasion. Oh, yeah. Didn't yeah. you have the special If, auntie, china cupboard, if the aunties oh, or uncles came around, or the grandmother. I remember
1: yeah. a long time ago, I bought this house that had a what do they call it? Like a, a formal dining area. Mate, big long table. No one walked in there, (laughs) apart from the furniture. Nobody else got a look in. And my wife at the time, uh, I was, I was, say, what the hell have we got? Why are we wasting this room? Like turn it into, I don't know, put a pool table in, (laughs) table tennis table, big movie theater. Mate, it was the best looking room I've ever seen. Couldn't go in there. Only the furniture used it. It was like, <laughs> you, the chairs were for looking, not for sitting. Formal dining. Never used it. Just eat dinner at the kitchen or the dining table in the lounge, in the you know yeah. dining room. Formal dining. Give it a rest.
0: <laughs> Brad Davidson, good morning. Morning, guys. How are we going? Yeah, Really well, thanks. And uh, what would you make of the trial of King's Gambit yesterday? And is he still very much in the running for the Golden Slipper?
5: Well, it definitely helps his cause, doesn't it, guys? Because he's been a, a little bit disappointing on race day it's fair to say but uh, that trial sitting off speed yesterday I know it was against inferior opposition to what he's going to meet in the a, in a golden slipper but uh, yeah look it was it was terrific you, you show that real dash that real turn of speed and we know the golden slipper is such a high pressure race that being able to sit off a speed like that and finish off like that definitely keeps him in the picture so just adds that extra dimension a lot of people were writing him off but I think a few others would be taking note now after that trial yesterday
2: Another Group One this weekend with the cool, more classic Davo. Would you make of the Noms?
5: Yeah, Noms are strong. Loz, it's always a very open race. There's not a great deal between these uh, fillies and mares at the, the best of time, and um, it's always always a terrific race. And generally, one where there's only sort of a length or two between maybe six or seven of them. So we'll we'll get a good look at those final fields today. But yeah, Group One racing continues at Rose Hill this weekend, and, and no doubt we'll be on a uh, quarter. Uh, a good fast track because uh, the weather's been very hot in Sydney. Uh, Ethan Brown, his condition is improving. Yeah, it is. Yeah, they had uh, another bout of surgery there yesterday, I believe, and uh, he's been communicating with family. So, look, he'll go to uh, a general ward in the next few days. But, look, the signs are promising, guys. There for a little while I was getting a a bit worried about a few of the the reports and whatnot. But, um, you know, the signs here yesterday were, were much more promising. So... Great news, and um, yeah, hopefully you can continue to mend on the on the road to recovery and be be back in the in the saddle in the future.
2: What's your best in Sydney today, and have you got anything in Melbourne?
5: Yeah, race uh, race number six in Melbourne. Takara, I thought was well enough. Place she's a mare that uh, just didn't handle the valley last time out, but um, back around a bigger track today, I think is going to suit her. She can roll forward early, and I think I thought Kokoro was the best at. At uh, at Ram on the Kenzo track, short enough now. I think wait, you probably get a better price late in the piece. But I thought they were the, the two today for um, Wednesday racing.
0: Okay, so Davo's tips on the Kenzo today, race five number two Kokoro currently a dollar eighty. Davo says possibly weights could get better later in the day. A dollar eighty with tab as it stands though, and sand down race six number eleven Takara, which is currently a four dollar chance with tab. Uh, Davo, you have a good day. You too, guys. Speak tomorrow. Cheers.